Hi, welcome to the Booktopia podcast. I'm Jo Lewin. I'm here with Joel Naum and the fabulous Paul Bangay, who's here to talk to us about his book, Small Garden Design. Uh, so, Paul, tell us about uh, why small gardens. Well, I think, I mean, we all know that um, we're, we're heading towards higher density living, but we're being told that and we can all see that happening around us. You know, all the lovely old houses are coming down and big blocks of apartments are going up. It's sort of, I lament it a little bit, but it's just the reality of how we live today. And so it's really response to the way gardens are heading in the future So and, and, and how they are now. So smaller spaces, higher density. That's great. And how do you define a small garden in that sense? Well, it's a very good question. Like, you know, we, we, we take a lot of liberty when we, get, when we do small gardens. Yeah. <laughs> we want a lot of diversity in the book. Yeah. So it's, you know, courtyards, obviously, balconies, rooftops, but we also say inner city gardens. So it can be, you know, a sort of a, a very small inner city garden, so slightly larger than a courtyard. Mm-hmm. But certainly the quarter acre block is not, you know, what we're all used to, but that's not a, that's not a small garden. It's anything smaller than that. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. Because um, you're obviously known for <coughs> your expansive estate at yes. Stonefield yes. and for, um, for um, uh, designing very luxurious, beautiful, big gardens. Yes. How do you adapt your style when you come to... Well, and it's very, very difficult. Smaller. And that's, that's why writing a book on it is good. Because even as a designer who's been around for 30 years designing, I find it a challenge. Mm-hmm. And so I, could, I can imagine a, a, you know, an amateur... Um, would find it even more challenging. And so, you know, I've got the big garden at Stonefields. We do a lot of country gardens. Mm-hmm. They're absolute bliss to do. Yes. You don't have pesky neighbours. You don't have <laughs> councils. You've got a sense of scale. You've got a sense of majesty, yes. which you don't have when you're doing small gardens. Mm-hmm. And so there's much greater challenges and pressures on you as a designer when you're doing a small garden. Mm. Mm. So is that what drew you to the small garden concept? Was it demand for the book or was it no, an I interest think it, or a challenge? No, no, no. I think it was probably demand for a book. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we did the last book we did was country gardens. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people love looking at country gardens, but not many people have country gardens. Mm-hmm. But so many people have got small small gardens now. So, you know, there was a lot of demand. We did We did the box garden, I think, back... 20 years ago and that was on small gardens and that was that was, that was my most popular book to mm. date mm. so you know we, we looked back at that and thought well there's obviously a demand for small gardens it's only got bigger mm-hmm. and that's how we came into doing this book mm. and where would you advise so obviously not everybody can have Paul Bengay come in and do their garden no, but um, you can have the book you can have the book and <laughs> that's uh, the good thing about books where would you where would you advise someone to start so you've just moved into a brand new terrace in the inner city yeah. and um, you've got a small garden what's the first thing that you would do I think you've got to look at really what you want out of the garden so mm-hmm. you know just sit down and write the list of demands you want from that garden mm-hmm. you know do you want do you need kids to play in it mm-hmm. do you want a dining area can it just be all plants do we need to block out neighbors that are looking in so just write down the the actual essential elements that mm, you need mm. to achieve so like the practical concerns yeah when, yeah when you're designing that garden and then maybe prioritize them like is the most important thing having a wretched trampoline in the garden <laughs> <laughs> in which case that dictates how the garden looks yeah. <laughs> or blocking out neighbors in which case you'll start selecting some trees and planting them around right Sure. That's a good starting point. And and how does um, seasonality come into your designs? Because obviously with a with a garden, things look different in different yeah. seasons. And seasonality 
is harder when your garden gets smaller because mm. the space is, you know, is, is smaller so you can have less diversity of plants in there. Mm. I, I personally think seasonality is really important mm-hmm. and I love seasonality. Um, the trend is not for seasonality, I have to say. You know, mm-hmm. we design so many gardens and we're more frequently hearing the phrase, we want it evergreen, we want it looking good all year round. Mm-hmm. And, and I think people are missing out when they want that, but that's, mm. you know, people want to look into that small space or that courtyard and they want it to look great 12 months of the year. Mm. And the reality in Australia is we can use them 12 months of the year. So we're mm. not in Europe where it closes down because of snow or the cold. Yeah. So seasonality is not as important as it used to be, but I still love seasonality in the garden. Mm. We do talk about it in the book. So, you know, so maybe selecting trees that um, change colour in the autumn, mm-hmm. that, that are deciduous, let winter light in. That's mm. a great way of doing it. And that, those beautiful blossoms on the cover. And, and getting, you can get blossom. If you get blossom and autumn foliage, then that's a real bonus. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Do you get questions about um, maintaining city gardens? I mean, yes. the, the, these people tend to be yeah. busy. They do. Yeah, you're so, right. I mean, the, the closer you get to the middle of the city, the mm. more inner city you get, the more time poor people seem to be. Yeah. And the more that they tend to outsource things. Mm. So, um, yeah, we get a lot of questions about maintenance, but, you know, you Usually they're handballing it to someone else to do it for them. That's nice. <laughs> it's easy that way. Um, and I, I was curious about how you you worked with the photographer for this. Book. Yes, it's quite. Um, uh, have you worked with the photographer? Before? So Simon Griffiths and I have been together for twenty five years, ever since the first book. Oh wow! So um, you know we started Penguin. We're still with Penguin. And Simon was very young when we first started. I was very young. And our publisher at the time, Julie Gibbs, put us together and said, look, he's an up-and-coming photographer. He's an up-and-coming writer and garden designer. And we've just worked well ever since. So this is our ninth book together, I think. Yeah. And um, No, tenth book together. And um, we're just used to each other. So I can send him out to the gardens and he knows exactly what to photograph. Oh, that's that's great. There's great synergy between the two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and this book, so so you've mentioned that this is a little bit more of a, a how-to than yes. some of your other yeah. titles. How do you go about that process, going from I know how to do this yeah. to how do I teach this to the public? And I, I find that quite difficult. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's uh, what I love is the beauty of everything. Mm. <laughs> and as a designer, you like that. And so for me, if you just do a pictorial book and, and talk about the gardens, it's quite easy. Uh-huh. But then when you have to sit down and actually write how to create that garden, that's quite a challenge. Mm. And so that took, that took some time to do. You know, mm. it took two years of writing to, to do that wow. and, and research into doing that. Mm. And that doesn't come naturally to me. So a lot of research... Mm-hmm. A lot of talking to other designers, to engineers, mm-hmm. to um, you know people who know about soils, to people who know about plants and wind. So a lot of research has gone into it to get mm. to that stage. So this is not purely just making a garden that looks pretty. No. It's also... It talks about the irrigation. It talks yeah. about the weight issues. It mm. talks about what plants are going to do well in wind. Mm. You know, it's got, a great, it's got a great plant list in there, so you mm-hmm. can select plants from there, talking about each... Um, climatic region in Australia. So it's, it's, it's a good book for all over Australia, in fact. Fantastic. That's fantastic. And do you have a favourite garden from the book? Um, I, I, I really do like the one on the cover um, because it's, it's very soft and very pretty. It's in Melbourne. The great thing about that is because it's very space poor, um, you know, the main feature is this, is this fountain sitting in the middle of it. And people don't realise it's a car park. So oh, people drive wow. in there, park their cars on it, but when there's no car there, they turn the fountain on. Amazing. That's so, you know, so we're, we're sort of doubling up with the way we use the garden because we're using every inch of space yeah. and sort of doubling up how we can actually use that space. That's, That's beautiful. fantastic. Yeah. Really clever. 
And it's pretty. It's flowering. Yeah, Gorgeous. absolutely. Um, I think I think we have filled our time. We have. Yes. We have. Thank you so much <laughs> for pleasure. coming in and sitting with us. We're very excited um, about this book here at Booktopia. We yeah. think it's going to be a fantastic uh, gift for Mother's Day and it's going to sell on and on and on. So we're so pleased to have you in today. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for listening to the Booktopia podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. And if your eyeballs need a workout, check us out on YouTube at Booktopia TV. And don't forget for all books featured on this episode and all episodes of the Booktopia podcast, head to Booktopia, Australia's local bookstore at www.booktopia.com.au. Thanks for listening.